Coming to you from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Quinn Spin. Hey now, and welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, one and all, to a brand new edition of... I was trying to make it to the 42nd mark up there. And I just like, I psyched myself out. The Quinn Spin, this, that's the name of the show. I'm your host, The Quinn. At least that's how they know me on the interwebs in this context. And you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And I'm back for another rousing and riveting installment of the official podcast of Underground Music Collective. You just heard Revel 9's All I've Become. That's been our opening theme song here at The Quinn Spin since the great year of 2014. And it will be until the very end of days and year 10 overdrive continues there's a big 10 behind me that you may you may or may not be able to see that well but it's there trust me and i have the honor of being joined by kate puckett who is a phenomenally talented performer artist musician here in town and i'm so glad we get to do this thanks for coming on thank you so much (laughs) absolutely so we've got a lot to cover today about music about life you know it'll be one of those episodes and before we get into all of that though i want to give you a chance to properly introduce yourself and uh i ask you the three standard questions i ask everybody that comes on the show those three questions are who are you what are your passions and why on earth would you want to come on the quinn spin (laughs) My name is Kate Puckett. I'm a vocalist, producer, songwriter here in Nashville. Been here for about, oh my gosh, like 13 years now. 13 years. So feeling a little bit closer to being a native than yeah. a than an outsider, but um, just love the podcast, love the show. A bunch of my friends have been on here and it's it's just been so cool to listen to their stories on the podcast. So Appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate that. So you're passionate about music. What yeah. are some other things that... Uh, that you enjoy here it's always such a tough question because yeah. music like takes over right you know? yeah um passionate about my family i have a daughter now mm-hmm. i'm a mom um i music takes up so much of my life <laughs> right it's like what else biggest, do i like <laughs> yeah what else do i like you know mm-hmm. family music god you know the three three big ones those so. are the big ones yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's true, though. It's like you get so wrapped up in it. It's like, wait, what did I do like what I wasn't doing? Right. Like, what, was there ever a time before I was like completely enveloped in yes. this? Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. Like, I, I I feel you on that one. Well, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Of and course. of course, we'll have a chance to talk, dive into all those things. But before we do that, I want to go back as far back as you want to go. We can go all the way back to the beginning if you want. And I want to know the formative experiences, people, places, of course, artists, but, you know, just experiences overall that led you to a creative path and really made you want to pursue music. Okay. I mean, I, I've been doing music since I was 11 years old, around the time I auditioned for um, the school play. Yeah. Didn't make it, didn't mm-hmm. get, like, any parts, uh-huh. like, super bummed about it, um, told my mom, like, look, I want to do this can I have singing lessons? So took singing lessons, um, was obsessed with it. Just all I wanted to do was sing, started playing in, uh, you know, old folks homes, retirement communities, um, community days, just anywhere I could get out that they could tolerate hearing me sing. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I was doing. Um, started a band and we moved here, um, as a band, my mom and my sister and I and the band, uh, in 2009 Mm -hmm. when I graduated high school Mm -hmm. and we were climbing a little bit. We had some label interest and it was actually a Christian band and the bands of course split up as it always does right before you hit, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, your stride. Right. Right. um, 
went into doing the uh, Broadway thing that everybody feels like they need to do at some point, mm-hmm. you know, country music. Yep. And, um, that really wasn't my thing. So I started doing um, some vocal work mm-hmm. um, off Music Row, just whoever needed work. I'd just go in, you know, bring coffees to people and uh-huh. sing and um, met some really cool people there. Uh, played in a couple other bands, went from country to like rock and roll to um, doing my own solo pop thing. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I left off around 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, 2020, we've talked about it plenty of times on the show, definitely had profound impacts on all of us. But we can dive into that a little bit. But yeah, the Broadway thing, like I have to give those people credit because it is a meat grinder. Like I know people who play triples, like four oh hours and four hours and four instrumentalists. Like my buddy Spencer is a guitarist. And like he's done that. He, I think he still does it, you know, yeah. he's, and he's gotten a lot of work and he is tremendously talented. But it's like, how do you play for 12 hours? How do you oh. sing for 12 hours straight? Oh, I'm I sure know, there are people like, who do that. Yeah, the four hour set. So that's hard on your voice. Yeah. So I don't, you know, props to the people who can do that. They must have vocal cords of steel because I, <laughs> I, I was tired after. Yeah. So. And then multiple nights a week, like you're on your feet, like, yeah. you know, out late. You know, it's it is yeah. like much credit to those who like do that, yeah. you know, and who do it for years because it's it's hard. It, yeah. it really is. I think Broadway in general, like is, you know, it's a very demanding environment to work no matter it what is. you do. You know, you have to have a passion for it. Very, yeah. A very specific passion because mm-hmm. it's it's not like anything else. Yeah. You, like you have to, I think, enjoy chaos of it, too. You yeah. know, especially if you're like a bartender or a server down there. <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Props. All, all the tourists <laughs> who just like who come here to not act right. You know, <laughs> like, I uh, all the power to you, Broadway folks. We are you are in our thoughts and prayers. <laughs> um, but yeah, 2020, you know, as you mentioned, kind of put a halt to a lot of things. You know, for for a lot of people in the industry, what was your experience like going through COVID and trying to navigate that? That was a tough year, um, you know, for everybody, obviously. Mm -hmm. It was for me um, in 2019, I was working with um, kind of like a development deal with some friends. Mm -hmm. And uh, that kind of fell through right before 2020. Mm -hmm. And I found myself like on my own without a team. And so I was like, all right, 2020 is going to be my year. I'm going to, you know, rebrand myself, you know, sing the music that I want to sing yeah. and take all of these things that I've learned in the past and like kind of put that together. And then, you know, as you know, 2020 happened yep. and that mm-hmm. didn't, that didn't happen. Um, and then my mom was actually diagnosed with breast cancer wow. in the beginning of 2020 and mm-hmm. she was going through chemo and, um, it changed my priorities that year. You know, I was spending a lot yeah. of time taking care of her and mm-hmm. helping her with a lot of things. And, um, we were at home and I was like, you know, this year is not what I thought it was going to be. So I'm going to take, you know, do what I can with it. Yeah. And one of the things that I had always been interested in is, um, you know, being a solo artist and working with different producers I realized that I didn't know how to communicate what I wanted because mm. I didn't know about production. Yeah. And so I'd, I'd hear a mix and be like, you know, I, I want certain things from it, but I didn't know how to ask. And it would be, you know, confusing for both parties. Right. Like, I'm sitting there like, I want more, you know, whatever high end on my vocal. Like, what does that actually mean? You know? Right. And, um, so that was one of my goals in 2020 and mm-hmm. being at home, it created the perfect um, scenario for me to just 
learn. Yeah. I had nothing but time to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I spent pretty much all of 2020 locked in, um, my bedroom learning how to produce Mm -hmm. hours and hours and hours. And I produced, um, my song, but are you happy? Mm -hmm. I remember that one. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I one stop that I did the, um, production, I wrote it, um, mixed it myself and then, um, actually had it mastered by Duncan Ferguson from the Voltage Exchange. So, okay. Yeah. 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 But, it's amazing how, you know, for everything that 2020 was or was not, for everything it took away, like the opportunity it did give us to learn new skills like yeah. that, you know, and to dive in and to go inward as well and like yeah. realize like what we wanted and how to ask for what we want. And I feel like you know, for me, like I'm still kind of on that journey where it's like, you know, standing up and having your own voice and like, yeah. you know, really trying to really trying to get what you want out of out of life and out of what you're doing. You know, I think like, you know, when the world is go, 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 you know, before we had that chance to pause, it's just like going with the flow a lot mm-hmm. of the time. But that was really the first opportunity collectively. I think we all had to like sit there and be like, whoa, what am I doing? is this what I want to be doing? (laughs) You know, and if it's not, you know, which I think a lot of people figured, you know, there were definitely at least tweaks they wanted to make, like what are those and how do I do it? Right. You know, it was very interesting because we have a society that, you know, glorifies busyness and productivity so much and Mm -hmm. go, go, go hustle, hustle. But like we had this united, like forced stop. And it was like, you know, suddenly everybody has nothing but time. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people were like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. You know, and mm-hmm. it, it, it really, I mean, it was difficult, but it was a blessing in disguise for yeah. I think a lot of us. Yeah. There were definitely those silver linings, you mm-hmm. know, and you could see them pretty early, like mm-hmm. not right away. Like yeah. oh, March yeah. and April that year were just like, oh. what is happening? When can I leave the house? But then like, once you got more comfortable, you know, kind of being by yourself, you know, mm-hmm. I think that, that was probably it for a lot of people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're not used to just being by ourselves yeah. and having to go inward. Like, we live in a world with so many distractions, but like mm-hmm. once, once you got comfortable with that, it became, I think a little easier to find those silver linings, Yes, you know, and figure out what to do with them. But you know, it was a months long process, years long, really. And I mean, we're still, I think, figuring that out, you know, and since then you've also become a mom. Mm-hmm. So congratulations, first of all, <laughs> like many in 2020, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but I mean, that's, you know, a huge life change in itself, you know, in it addition is. to everything else that's happened to this point in the decade, you know, and when you have a child or when you have a major life change, it does put everything else in perspective, you know, as far as like what you're juggling and how you're managing your time and like what you're able to give, you know? And so for you, what is the experience of becoming a mom? How has that affected things, you know, Mm -hmm. and how has that helped you kind of reframe or reprioritize the way you spend your time? Well, it's interesting because I have always wanted to be a mom mm-hmm. and you know, I always thought like in your plans, your best case scenario, you're like, okay, I'll make it big in music mm-hmm. and then I'll start my family and I'll take the break, but I'll already have made it big. So, right. it, mm-hmm. but you know, I didn't, you know, end up making it and right. I was like, you know, it's time to, this is what I want with my life. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it was sad that I felt like I had to choose like continue music or be a mom. Right. And, um, the beautiful thing is that I found that, I didn't have to choose, you know, it, you don't just stop being a musician right. or creating once you become a mom. And, yeah. um, it's definitely been interesting because learning how to find time is 
it just looks different. Yeah. And, you know, she's my main priority. You know, it's, it's everything I do from the moment I wake up at, you know, seven is it's about her and taking care of her, giving her what she needs. And, you know, I have these little windows throughout the day while she's napping where it's yeah. like, okay, you know, this is my time to create. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she'll go to bed mm-hmm. and then I'll have that little window again. Where it's, uh, and I'm sure it makes you more efficient in those windows. It's oh, like, it does. I have two hours. Let's go. <laughs> let's crank w- it out. Yep. Yes. Yep. yep. No, no scrolling. It's like, let's get the job done. Yeah. It definitely teaches you like how important and precious time is, you know, those little windows and how to, how to be productive and, Mm-hmm. you know short amount of time oh yeah and you know we were talking about this before we started but like you know and it's not the same thing but i have three nieces and a nephew and when i'm up there mm-hmm. and i'm trying to work first of all when i go back to the northeast i'm the laziest person on earth because like <laughs> i don't get to be here and it's like oh, i want to spend time with the kids i want to see this person want to see that person but if i sit down and try to work it's a half hour before gaga can you get me a drink gaga could you <laughs> it's just like how do people do this and i get to give them yeah. back and then i get to leave for months at a time like <laughs> if you're a parent there's no way there's no separation you know so the time management you must develop in order to and especially in this work from home culture especially as an entrepreneur as a musician mm-hmm. as an independent creative like it's otherworldly like that ability you know i don't under, i can't comprehend it myself right now you yeah. know what i mean like i i do i'm like how do people do that you know how do people but i i like the point you made too about like you don't have to choose yeah you know because that i think has been the biggest myth in our society is like especially you know in our generation growing up like we were taught like follow the blueprint you know go to college get the job get married get a house have kids and like that's it you know you're done at 25 like society says you're done (laughs) so you're done right and that's not true you know like i mean i was telling you before i started this at 26 in which if you're playing this quinspin drinking game i I say that all the time so go ahead take a drink but it's like i started this late Mm -hmm. you know what i mean by conventional standards and it's like it really what it comes down to is I think like this idea has just been created by society that like we have to be done by a certain point or we have yeah. to have made it by a certain point, you know, and making it itself is abstract. You know, mm-hmm. there's no point of arrival where it's like I made it and I'm good forever. Like there's always if you're a creative person, like there's always that next mountain you're going to want to climb, yeah. you know, let alone things that you still feel you need to accomplish or levels of success to attain. Like there's always going to be that next thing, like that next itch to sc- scratch. Yeah. And it doesn't stop because you're married, you have a kid, you have a house, whatever, whatever you have going on, there's always that voice inside of you, yeah. you know? And if you don't listen to that voice, you know, it's just, it's going to eat at you and it's going to come out in other ways. And those ways I feel won't always be productive, mm-hmm. you know, in other areas of your life. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said about like, you know, at 25, it's like almost like there's a deadline. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, um, I was doing some background work and I was 21, 22 at the time. Yeah. And, um, one of the writers that I was in there with, he's like, so how old are you? And I was like, Oh, I'm 22. He's like, Oh good. You got a solid six or seven years. And I was like, what does that mean? (laughs) Like that really stuck with me. And I was like, what happens in six or seven years? Like what happens at just fall into the void? Yeah. Do I fall? Do I disappear? Like, (laughs) do I just stop? Is it like a little countdown timer? Mm -hmm. And that really stuck with me for so long. And I, I dreaded getting older every year because I was like, okay, that's one less year I have to make it. And, you know, especially turning 30 was really hard. I felt like, like I was just in this like different, um, I don't know what the word is, but 
just different group of people all of a right. sudden. Like I wasn't one of the cool kids anymore. Right. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It definitely, it's been interesting to turn 30 and realize that like nothing has changed. I still have the same passions and I, mm-hmm. if anything else, I am better now because at 30 I learned how to produce my yeah. music. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely been eye opening to learn that there's nothing to be afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful place to come to it, especially like I'm going to be 36 in March. Once you hit your mid thirties and you just have no desire to be one of the cool kids anymore. Yeah. Then it's really <laughs> freeing. Cause it's like, I'm just going to create whatever I want. Yeah. And there we go. But you know, for women in the industry too, there's a lot of pressure, you know, yeah. surrounding age and like, I feel like a lot of that's breaking down. I mean, you had Lizzo who broke through in her thirties. Yeah. I think Sia too was uh 40, I think. When, Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, what was a chandelier hit, I think. Mm-hmm. So like, you have like you have these people you know now who are succeeding in the mainstream in in the mainstream consciousness who prove that like you don't like there's no time limit you yeah. know a friend of mine good friend of the show he's been on a couple times ty warner he always says live your life and forget your age and he's older than you and i i don't know how old he is because he hasn't told me he might have forgotten his age <laughs> but he just, he's he's going for it now you know like air force vet you know has been you know in the professional world for a long time he's like i'm just gonna go for it See what happens. What do you have to lose, really? You know, at the and as long as you're keeping it in check with all of your other priorities in life, like you still have have that opportunity to create, to play in that sandbox, and mm-hmm. really make life what you want it to be. Yeah, you know. And I'm 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 glad to hear and refreshed to hear that you're coming to this place of like, you know what? Like I'm better now. You yeah. know, I'm even better than I've been, and like I can go forth and like add more to the conversation because what you get with that too is like the life experience, the yeah. wisdom, you know, the, you know, we've, you know, we, we all have been like cut stitched and scarred a little bit by the time you get to your thirties and you know what to look out for and like the types of energy that works with you. And that mm-hmm. like is, is additive to what you're trying to do and positive toward your life. Yeah. And it's, I, I'm excited for you because I think like the thirties are a very underrated decade. I totally agree. You know, I'm learning that very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I like honestly, like I w- I wouldn't go back to my twenties for anything at this point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I listened to what I was creating in my twenties, and I'm like, thank God I didn't. Like <laughs> <laughs> my 20s. I'd be singing that forever. Oh yeah, Ugh. yeah. There are episodes in the vault from this ten year run that <laughs> from my twenties <laughs> that'll never see the light of day. But it's like, but all those things are important. You know, they are in themselves are formative experiences. I yeah, think like absolutely. another thing that gets lost in society is you don't stop having formative experiences when you graduate high school. Mm. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. There's all like everything that we do is part of this story, you know, and is, you know, if you're looking for the the lessons in it and you're looking for the life experience to gain from it, like it's there for you, mm-hmm. no matter how old you are, no matter what you're doing, you know, no matter where it comes from, like, you know, of course, there's a lot from childhood that sticks with us. And, you know, for a lot of us, things that we end up having to work through later in life. But it's like there's always there are always formative experiences and lessons around every corner, you know, mm-hmm. especially looking at this as an entrepreneur as an independent musician creative like life teaches you something every day yeah you know so so you've had a chance to kind of come to the station where you're starting to balance things out you know between motherhood you know career all of that what's what's one lesson that it's taught you that you would you know somebody you know is in your shoes a few years ago Mm -hmm. or kind of just starting out embarking kind of not sure which way to go, what to prioritize right now? Like what's one lesson that has been invaluable to you that you would tell them? 
this is going to sound so cliche, but really just if it was me, you know, five, ten years ago, I just want to say, like, believe that you can do it, like production. That's something I'd always wanted to do. But like ten years ago, I didn't have the confidence. Right. I thought, you know, that's for other people to do. You know, I'd never be able to do that. I'll be, you know, paying a producer for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And. I wish that I had started 10 years ago yeah. just because it, I've fallen in love with it. Mm -hmm. And even if I just produce for the rest of my life, like I would be so, you know, fulfilled from that. And I've, I've really found a passion in that. And, um, so definitely don't wait to start because you're afraid to start. Right. Yeah. I mean, fear, fear is a big thing. You know, we, mm -hmm. we have a lot of resistance, you know, that comes up because mm -hmm. like we're conditioned to fear these things, yeah. to fear taking these leaps, you know, to kind of stay inside the box mm -hmm. and but it's only by taking the leaves that you're going to find out if you have a passion for it yeah. you're going to find out if you're good at it or could become good at it and yeah. a lot of times like you can you know yeah. it's just a matter of you've got to put in the work and like sometimes you just have to get through the period of not knowing what you're doing to yeah. learn how to do it better you know <laughs> that's a hard period to be in but it's, yeah it's worth it like it that's where you learn so yeah it, it's it's scary i think you know because because of the judgment that is often associated with that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like the judgment doesn't matter, you know, like you just, and when you come to the point of realization, it's like, you know what, I'm just going to try this. And when you find a point where you're not so concerned with what everyone around you is thinking or, you know, what they're looking at, you know, judge judgmentally, like it, that gives you more freedom. Absolutely. You know, and it's one of the, you know, again, it's just one of those things that like, you know, you come to, our point of life and you start to really that starts to click you know yeah. and it's it's a freeing thing uh for sure so and certainly it's informing some of your creative direction forward yeah so uh already started releasing music here uh this year more to come so tell us uh, what we can expect here in 2023 um i have a couple singles i'm working on um i don't have titles yet because I'm, I'm still deciding like do i want to put them all together on like an ep or an album or mm. release them as singles but I do have quite a few things I'm working on and um, doing some work for other artists as a producer, which is super fun. Picking up production clients yes, now. Yes. Congratulations. Which is helping to fund my own stuff. So that's been Amazing. Super, yeah. super fun. Yeah. Not something I ever thought that I'd be able to do, but mm -hmm. it's been really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Getting out, playing, playing out at all or? I want to. Yeah. So that's one of the things that's been especially hard as a mom. Right performing you know it's mm -hmm. a lot of late nights and, yes um, you know child care is hard to come by yeah and uh especially you know like my mom is my main form of child care and she she wants to be at my shows too to cheer me on right so yeah we've tried you know bringing my daughter to shows and some environments are just not for a toddler so, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 especially around here yes like, oh definitely not anywhere you know yeah so. nashville nashville's real a really tough place i think to like do anything with kids it is There's, like there, <laughs> yeah. what 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 around you like you got the zoo and like you got like you know some other things here here mm -hmm. and there around town to like go see but it's like i don't know you run out of those pretty quickly like as oh, far yeah. as like to bring kids to things like you're not bringing them down to broadway certainly mm -hmm. not after sundown no and definitely not on a weekend no. like at least i wouldn't i mean <laughs> whatever y'all do out there go ahead but like yeah, it, it is tough. And especially as a musician, like a lot of the gigs are late, Yeah, you know, and a lot of, you know, a lot of them are in bars or, yeah. you know, places that, you know, have age restrictions, you yeah. know, 18 plus 21 plus. So it's like, 
what do you do? You know? Yeah. So you just gotta, I guess, find those opportunities where you can. And yeah, I mean, I, I've learned to, you know, make a bigger production out of the few shows that I can play. So like if I book a show, I'm just going to go big, like run yeah. a nice venue, um, mm-hmm. you know, bring a couple of artists in that I really love and, you know, make something big out of it. And so it's more quality over quantity yeah. right now. Right. Um, I'd like to get back into playing, you know, I was playing every weekend at one point, yeah. but it's just, it just looks different now. So. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, you know, the quantity over quality thing, or quality over quantity. Mm-hmm. Quality over quantity. <laughs> that's what I meant. Quality over quantity means that, you know, there's going to be more demand. So when you yeah. do play out, it's like, hey, you don't know the next time I'm playing out. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> yeah, because I think too, like, I, I see it all the time, especially with like younger bands and artists. Mm-hmm. It's like they're trying to play every writer's round. They're trying to play multiple times mm-hmm. a week. And it's like, it oversaturates you because yeah. it's like, you know, I could come to your show. If I don't come to your show on Tuesday, I could come to your show on Thursday. Right. And it's like, oh, well, then I could just come to the show next week, too. It's mm-hmm. like there's not that demand, but you have the chance to, like like you said, go big and create yeah. something special. So, like, it's another one of those things that, like, a different station in life brings you is, like, the ability to get the most out of each experience. You Absolutely. Know? Yeah. yeah. And I, I think you see that, too, with, like, you know, nationally touring acts that have been around a long time like they're not going out on three month runs you yeah. know so it's like the demands there like if they're coming through your town you better see them because it might be another three four five years yeah. before you get a chance because they've got families and they've got like other business ventures responsibilities at home that's so true yeah that's yeah. a really good point that i never thought of and it's almost like too when you are playing out every weekend it's almost like you get your friends and family who are coming to your show your fans can get like burnt out on seeing you you know yeah. every weekend <laughs> right yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So, as far as as far as the uh, distant future, you know, as far as your vision for, I hate to ask like the five year plan question, <laughs> but like, what do you see down the road? Like, as far as what you want to create, you mm-hmm. know, as far as legacy, as far as artistry, what what kind of impact do you want to have long term? I want to. Well, touring is one of them. I'd yeah. love to bring my daughter out on the road and yeah. you know, play some quality gigs even if it's just like a couple week tour or even if it's just weekend runs like yeah. I want to get out and be playing again mm-hmm. um, that and I really I see a lot of artists that were me 10 years ago and you know they're spending all their money on productions they're learning um, just kind of who they are and how to navigate the industry yeah. and I like you know talk especially young women I love talking to them and like encouraging them to learn as much as they can about what they're doing and yeah. who they are and learn about your craft and that means the whole craft like learn a little bit about the mixing process learn mm-hmm. a little bit about how to book shows you know learn as much as you can um you know so just encouraging other artists and yeah just creating music it's mm-hmm. hard to know um you know what's going to happen in five years but i know like it will involve me doing music in some capacity yeah I just don't see stopping as an option. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Like once you're entrenched, you're entrenched. Yeah. Like there's, you do, you do get to a certain point where it's like, yeah. And I say this kind of tongue in cheek, well, I'm stuck. So it's like, <laughs> not like stuck. Like I, I wish I could get out, but it's like, this is just what I do now. Yes. Like there's no way, like there's no other, there's no turning. There's a point of no turning back. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, I mean, you could always, you know, shift gears, but it's like, you get to a point where it's like, why would you, you know? Right. 
Like, why would you want to do anything else? And you just like, are just committed to finding this way to make it work. You know, I love what you said too, about like helping people understand who they are. Mm-hmm. Cause that's so important to your artistry. I think, because I think another thing I see when artists come into town super young yeah, is they're super malleable almost to a fault where it's like people are telling them, you know, who they are and what they need to be and how to fit inside this box, right? Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people get burnt out on that. Yeah. You know, where it's just like they do it for a couple of years, they try and maybe they like have a little bit of like flash in the pan success. Mm-hmm. But then it goes away and it's like, who am I? I just spent all this money and I'm no further along, you know, in terms of accolade, fame, money, whatever mm-hmm. I was promised than than I thought I'd be, you know, than I was before. And I, you know, a lot of people, I think, give up at that point, you know, yeah. because it's just like, well, where do I go from here? Oh, well, it didn't work. I failed. So I'm going to go back home or, you know, I'm going to just go do something else, you know. But the, so much of that, I think, comes from, like, not really having an understanding of who they are yeah. and what works for them, you know, because, again, like you're thinking early 20s, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like you just got done being told where to be, who you are, what to do your entire life, yes. you know. Uh, unless you had amazing parents who didn't tell you to do any of that. But like, you know, there's there's just a level of societal conditioning that I just think happens, like yeah. no matter what, you know, none of us escape and none of us are immune to it. So it's like you're coming in your early 20s and you still have so much more discovering to do about yourself. Yeah. And when you come to town and people are already just like sinking their teeth in, you know, I'm like, oh, well, you should do this because it worked for this person. Mm-hmm. Well, if it worked for that person, then it's going to have diminishing returns for you. Like you can be inspired and influenced by something, but make it your own. You know, like I use this example all the time, like the boy bands of the nineties, like you had NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, one A and one B, whoever's one A and one B depends on your preference. Right. But then from there, like they tried to copy that formula until they ran it into the ground and it was diminishing returns every time. Yeah. You know, it's like, I see that a lot with like, you know, so many people are like, influenced by taylor swift which i mean taylor's killing it you know and like tremendous businesswoman i mean what she's what she's done to maintain and stay and grow where she is is incredible it's incredible you know like it's it's true you know it truly goes to show like when you actually like apply yourself to like learning everything there is to learn about your industry and how to do it like she's a perfect case study for that but you know you had a lot of artists who grew up listening to taylor swift that like you know would try to label themselves the next taylor swift in one way or another and it's like well there's already a taylor swift yes you know she's already there and so it's like what's your thing gonna be how are you gonna stand out how are you what how are you gonna endear your story to your fans Mm -hmm. you know but you have to know yourself to even know who your fans are yeah you know because then you're gonna be able to genuinely connect and it's not just gonna be casting so wide a net yes absolutely you know and it's it is it's tough to navigate it's it's tough to know that when you're coming to town though or when you're just starting out you just want to make music and tour the world and you're just saying yes to everything i mean every opportunity that comes by you're like you know i'll try this i'll do anything it takes to you know get to this next step in my career and i wrote that until i was i mean from 2009 to 2019, right before I started doing my own stuff, I was in that, you know, mm-hmm. um, pretty much every project that I was a part of, I was either singing other people's music um, on Broadway or I was being molded by a label or an artist development or, you know, a team telling me like, you know, we see you as this, you know, whatever, or we see you as this pop diva. And um, it just wasn't me, but I would, you know, 
go with it you yeah. know, with all I had because I was like, you know, I want to make it. I'll do mm-hmm. whatever it takes to make it. Yeah. Um, and I got to the point like in 2018, 2019 where I realized, you know, like if I do make it, these this is the image that I'm going to have, you know, for the rest of my career. Right. Um, until I, you know, hit a level where I can do whatever I want to do. Right. But for right. the most part, like, you know, you're creating something to fit a certain mold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't, I felt like just inauthentic. And I feel like that came across not just on stage, but like, it just was obvious that that wasn't who I was right. you know, as a person or as an artist. I'd get home and write songs that weren't anything like what I was putting out. Right. And um, it got to the point where I was like, that's what I wrote, but are you happy about? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, about somebody who goes with it and at the end of their life, they're like, am I actually happy? I wish I would have done things differently. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, it was definitely a wake up call, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that song was telling the story of that. Yeah. And that say yes to everything mentality, like, you know, there's a benefit to it, I think in the beginning to a degree where it's oh, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're trying to build relationships, you're trying to forge mm-hmm. your path. Right. Mm-hmm. But then you learn, you know, as you did, like mm-hmm. I, I've had this experience too, that like not every opportunity you're saying yes to is right for you, mm-hmm. you know? With UMC, like when we came to town, it was like, yes, uh, we'll be a media partner and I'll do all this free work for everyone just to get our name out there, (laughs) you know? And like, it's interesting because like as the platform's grown and I've gotten a little wiser and even burned by that a couple of times, it's like, I still notice sometimes people coming back around still expecting the same thing. It's like, this is a different game now, you know, because like I've drilled down what I want UMC to be. And it's like, does this even work? Are we doing something similar and is like supporting this other thing, you know, putting all this time investment into it? Like, is that going to take away from what we're trying to build? Like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, you know, you, I think in the beginning you have to say yes to everything for a short period to yeah. understand what to say no to. That's true. But then you've got to start saying no and you've got to start setting those boundaries. Cause other, yeah. that's when people get swallowed up when it's like, you don't start saying no. You're afraid if you say no, it's going to cost you this, this, and this down the line. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, like it is a small industry, and you know, you always want to handle things in a diplomatic way, mm-hmm. but you don't have to say yes to everything. Yes. And mm-hmm. you, there's, you, there's what's right for you, and like you know, whoever's going to pick pick up what you're putting down ultimately is going to do it. You know, yeah. so you'd rather have that connection be authentic with right. your platform than just you know have a b quote for everybody yes at the end of the day because like your true fans are the ones that are going to stick with you through thick and thin yeah and who connect with you on some level that's not just a sound or an image but like connect with you on a personal level right you know yeah. and they, they can tell when something's authentic you know yeah. people you know they want to connect with another person they don't want to connect with a certain image that isn't real or a certain brand they want to connect with another human and that's you know, as artists, I think even we forget that sometimes mm-hmm. it's easy to look at like other artists and other brands and be like, I want to be this brand. But yeah. it's like, is that even something like, how, like I was putting out so much energy just to maintain a certain brand. Mm-hmm. And if I'm having to put out that much energy to like act and look and dress a certain way. Like, is it really me? Right. You know, and. I got burnt out so quick. <laughs> yeah. And and it will burn you out. And like you said, people can tell, yeah. you know, people can tell when it's real, you know, or when it's just manufactured. And I think in this mm-hmm. age of, you know, I think we're heading more toward an age of transparency on social media too, yeah. you know, in the digital space where people are, 
I think more invited, particularly after COVID, to show up as their real selves. Because yeah. we all saw everybody in their sweatpants on Zoom for, for <laughs> months or years at a time. So it's like, there's really no hiding. Like, I feel like that super manufactured image, like, people just don't buy it anymore. They don't. I don't. Like, honestly, if I'm just going to say this, if I see one more aspiring country artist posing in front of the wings, I'm going to lose <laughs> my mind. Everybody's done that. It's been done. Yeah. It's not setting you apart. You know, it's just, I've gone on this rant before too. Like the first name, middle name thing. Well, you're just yeah. branding yourself like everybody else because somebody told you to do it or you saw other people doing it. Like find what's you and yeah. put that forth, you know, and you know, but would I have done the same thing 10 years ago that everyone else is doing? Probably, yep. you know, because like who knew, yeah. you know, like who knew better? It's just like, oh, well that seems to be working for them. Like, I guess it'll work for me. I don't know what else to do. I like you, you're coming from a place of inexperience. So you're yeah. just kind of doing what you've seen work. Right. But over time, it gives you that insight as to, okay, I've seen it work, but will it work for me? Right. And will it work for what I'm trying to put out? And it's, you know, a lot of time, you know, it, it takes a deeper level of digging inward to find the answer to that. It does. And I'd wish that I had somebody, you know, saying exactly that to me 10 years ago, because I would have saved myself a lot of like, floundering mm -hmm. you know trying to figure out what works for me and um for sure yeah i'm, I'm definitely going to make a clickbait title out of this if you're a musician <laughs> in the early 20s watch this in all caps it'll be like the thumbnail will be like you know one of the shocked face like <laughs> yeah. you know bombshell like oh this is clickbait so i'm gonna click it now and oh yeah that's actually a good point you know yeah. like let's you know let's 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 save some people some time and energy yes. on their journeys save you know? 10 years on your career by these three steps yep mm -hmm, mm -hmm. by these three steps all caps you know <laughs> you know buy my ebook take my course whatever i i do have a course it's called perfect your pitch and it, it covers a lot of these things actually here i am shilling products now but uh i don't have an ebook yet so this has been fantastic, Kate. Thank you so much for coming on. I hope to do this again. Looking forward to what's to come for you. And you know, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely see you down the road back here on the show anytime. Before we wrap up, where can people learn more about you online? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Kate Puckett Music. Um, my TikTok is just videos of my kids. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, then you can find me on TikTok, Kate Puckett Music. Um, Spotify, Kate Puckett. Uh, I think that's everything. Just across all socials, Kate Puckett Music or Kate Puckett Songs. All right. Make sure you check out Kate. Thanks so much again of for coming course, on. Thank you. Absolutely. This has been the Quinn Spin. Two ends and Quinn, two ends and spin. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. Also, learn more about the show on Instagram at Quinn Spin Official. We're on Facebook and Twitter too, but I don't really push those as much because really, who does anymore? <laughs> And I still refuse to get a TikTok for anything. Although I do have a personal one that I haven't logged into in months. Also, learn more about the show at undergroundmusiccollective.com. That's our central hub for all things independent music, creativity, community, and more. Lots of cool stuff coming up this year that will continue to come up. We're just hitting you with a barrage of epic things that we're doing the, here this year. We are all in on 2023. Learn more about UMC on all the socials and all the things we're doing. That's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, of course, the Spotify the Spotify? Spotify. The UMC 20 playlist is what I meant to say. Uh, that's updated every single week with 20 fresh tracks in the latest episode of this podcast, whether I botch the outro or not. NashLive.live. We've got plenty of shows coming up. Make sure you check those out. Lots happening throughout the year, including in September. We're going to be doing a little uh, 10-year anniversary show for this podcast at Cobra. So uh, that's September 8th, which is 10 years to the day of episode one. Very excited for that. 
plenty of more fun, plenty more fun. My grammar's atrocious in this outro to come throughout the year. I'm going to leave now. Revel 9's All I Become is going to take us out just like it brought us in. And I'll see you next time. Hey, now. <laughs>